teams. Teams are, have taken over the real estate industry, if you haven't noticed, okay? All the top producers in your market are probably run by teams. This is Byron Lazine and Nicole White, and you are tuned into episode 146 of The Real Word. Word is up. All right, we're jumping right into it here. Up. There yeah, it you got it. You, you I got it. yelled at last you week. Get, you did it good. By who? Oh, by, by B-Fay. Really? Yeah, he's like, I had to watch it five times because I don't even think you said it. And I was like, oh my God, I don't even remember saying it. So oh, this boy. time I was. All right. Uh, racket number one. Mm-hmm. This isn't a racket, by the way. I'm just going to let the cat out of the bag. This is a great thing. NAR to take on schools as a mechanism for steering. The 1.4 yep. million member, 1.4 million members million. Up to. Trade That's Group like, says it will help create more accurate third-party information on school quality beyond test scores. Okay, so why is this important? Mm-hmm. Right? There's so many reasons that this is important, but... There's <clears throat> that old thing, you know, people, a lot of old school agents say you know what, the best method to deal with schools because we want to make sure we are 100% away, staying away from steering. We talked about that Newsday article, everybody, uh, investigation rather, everybody should go back, watch that real word, dig into the Newsday investigation. Mm -hmm. If you haven't already, I'm sure if you're a real estate agent that pays attention to your industry at all, you know what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Uh, But Agents will say, just stay away from the school conversation. Tell people, I, I had an uh, agent I, I used to know back in the day would say that. Just say you can't talk about schools because then you're playing it safe. Well, you're also, the problem with that, not adding any value mm-hmm. to that buyer. Right. And if you're not adding a value, like we talked about last week, go check out the last real word, a robot can replace you. Right. And a lockbox can unlock the door. Right. So you do want to, as a professional real estate agent, add value when somebody has the question, but how do you do it without steering them into a specific location, school district, et cetera? Right. So, and what NAR's trying to do here though, because it sounds like these third-party yeah, sites what are they that, trying to do? Um, the third-party sites that are, you are probably maybe pushing your buyers to now are really just concentrating on like school scores. So how is the student um, scoring um, within the national, I guess, maybe scores. Anyway, so, and I and I have, I'm sure you can agree, you have, I have lots of buyers that are like, oh, like, so-and-so school is number 10 based on scores, so-and-so is based on four at score, so I want to do, you know, four over 10. Yeah. But what NAR is saying here is that schools are so much more than just test scores. It's about um, sort of like landscape and, um, you know, well, and classes that are being offered. And so NAR really, really wants to give the agent a, a, a good um, resource, like w- with a lot of depth, so that when we do push them to a site, um, the consumer is able to get more than just a test score out of well, it. Well, that's right. There are so many different sites that rank schools. Right. And, when you, and when you put them, you know, against one another, they can be very different. Mm-hmm. And so which third party site are you sending them to and why? And right. why is the list curated in the way that it is? How is it influenced? A lot of these lists, 
don't make a lot of sense sometimes, right? right? If yeah. you really know those those markets. Well, I think what's important though too is that you know my student may not do well at number one. That's more academically yeah. inclined, where my kid may actually do better at you know maybe school fifty because they're more of a vocational student mm-hmm. or you know more theater driven or again you know what what you must have had like I think we had like a car mechanic class in our school. Oh, really? Like oh yeah, you could like fix your cars wow. like which again is I, I for again it's not a one all fits what is it called fits one all fits one one, one size, size fits, fits all, all. Yeah. yeah one size fits all school so I, I have to commend NAR. It's funny because I feel like over the last three years, we've always sort of questioned what our dues are going towards. And it seems like maybe finally they're sort of, they're helping. Well, I mean, Yeah, I mean, obviously NAR is there to protect us. They're fighting the class action lawsuit, all these types of things. Right. We want our dues to go to that. This is another example. Don't build tech, NAR, do this. I love this because when we need data, what do we do? We go to... MLS. We go to the products that Showing Time has created for us so that we can get great data to the consumer's hands. If we as the real estate community, the professionals, can point towards a NAR, uh, either funded, but a, just a legitimate source mm-hmm. where we can point consumers, buyers to go check out this website, feel very comfortable pointing them to it, mm-hmm. do your research on the right. schools, now that really takes the pressure off of us, the risk, the you know of, of potentially steering somebody. Right. Uh, and to your point, though, Nicole, I would love to see them take that into consideration where they're breaking out. Mm-hmm. Hey, maybe not just ranking schools one through fifty, but to your point, here's the best school. If you're if you have a a child who is you know going to go into the trades or right. or more attracted to the trades right. and we need more trades people right. we need more trade schools absolutely uh in in this country for right. sure i'd love to see more public funding for great trade schools mm-hmm. Uh, but that's a whole other well, topic. I, you know what's interesting though? You, I wonder though if there is this third party site sort of explaining that maybe there would be more funding. Right. You know, maybe like finally, like, you know, people can see the value in it. Or in all honesty, I'm even thinking when you're talking to like maybe some property values will start to go up in towns that are ranked so low on these test scores and they just can't ever seem to get out of their own way. I mean, I could think of one right off the top of our head that's like two towns over that like, again, they're just always like so low ranked that like, there's just there's never going to be any progression. Mm-hmm. But if we're highlighting the things that, you know, that, that the school does offer and like smaller school, like again, like if you want your kid to be in a class of like 10 as opposed to, you know, 24, like that's really right. important for some people to yeah. know. Or if you have a learning disability, you know, like those are really important things. So as opposed to, to a ranking more of an education service. Uh, that maybe even through that portal, if it's a portal or a website, connects that consumer to more in-depth information of the school, maybe maybe an interview process or whatever. Uh, one thing for sure, and, and I, I like that NAR is going to stay ahead of the curve in the real estate industry yep. on this, because one thing for sure that 2020 has taught us is the public schools are about to change dramatically. People... Our parents, especially, are going to be a lot less willing for their tax money just to go into the public school without accountability. We've seen that over 2020 with what's happened with the health crisis. And I think we need a lot more options than just your traditional elementary, middle and public high school. 
the kids need more options. That's been clear, if mm-hmm. nothing else. And I like that NAR mm-hmm. is going to jump in and help the real estate community educate and maybe that helps change right um because there's there's a lot of changes that yeah. need to be made no i love it too and i obviously it's super helpful to then just give your agents a resource instead of leaving them to have to say i can't talk about schools yeah because yeah. that is that is the best way to get replaced by a robot when you just say i can't talk about this i can't talk about that right. but i can unlock a door yep come on all right racket number two Eight massive mistakes brand new agents often make. Let's go through the eight. We're back to our list. And we'll see. We've taken a break from lists for a little bit. With so many aspects of the career to master, it's easy to get distracted. Mm -hmm. But avoid these errors from the beginning. Number one, choosing the wrong real estate firm. I laugh when new agents, when you meet somebody who's been in the business two years and they're like, oh my gosh. X brokerage offered me a position. It's like, they didn't offer you a position. You had a heartbeat and a license, so they <laughs> took you on board. Are you kidding me? They didn't offer you anything. I love that. Have you been practicing that, 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 that part? No, no, but that's what they do. I mean, I've seen it <laughs> so many times that, that that's what actually happens. Yeah. Uh, if you're a new agent and a big brokerage offers you a position. Uh, They're they offering everybody a position. Everybody a position. <laughs> you should be interviewing teams. Teams are, have taken over the real estate industry, if you haven't noticed. Okay, all the top producers in your market are probably run by teams. So you should be interviewing the top teams. What are you gonna do for me? What's your new agent program look like? What's your training look like? Mm-hmm. What does your lead source look like uh, that I'm gonna be getting as a new agent? How am I going to advance my career? How, as a new agent, mm-hmm. am I gonna get to double-digit sales and double-digit reviews in my first 12 months? Because that's gonna give me credibility, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, so you need to be the interviewer. All right. I do think, again, I think though, if you aren't going the team route, which again, I obviously agree with you. I mean, we're on a team, we run a team, but I think that it's really important to interview even agents within the company. Cause I think that you could get a lot of intel from yep. some of those agents too. Like what do they like about the brokerage? What don't they like about the brokerage? Cause in all honesty, when you're getting into the business, you don't know up from down, from right, from left, yep. online trading, in, in, you know, in, in-house training, the support you get, the online, I mean, it's yeah. it's changed quite a bit since I've been since I first got in, but so that's not a racket at all. No. Mistake number two: choosing the wrong mentor. Not a racket. Uh, doesn't mean choose a top producer. Well, by I the think way. I think probably the mistake is maybe not choosing a mentor at all. That's a huge mistake. Yes, but also choosing a mentor that's not a teacher first, right? That, that would that would be uh, a mistake. You want to be a, surrounded by people that are willing to help, mm-hmm. willing to teach willing to train well which is again another reason why it's a good idea to be on a team because again if you're just in a normal joe schmo like banana av um brokerage yeah. everyone in there is your competition yeah so that's how they the, see it for sure the ability or, or their their ability to sort of not view you as competition is going to be very interesting mistake number three i don't i'm calling racket on this because not mastering the fundamentals of a real well, estate transaction. Well, if you keep reading it, it's talking about keeping your files in order. Well, to like me. Figuring out, well, but we do contracts. I no, mean, no, there no. are some basic things you need, that you need to. You need to have a in-depth knowledge of the contract and all that stuff. Right. But being a master from day one no, well, of that transaction, you should have a great transaction coordinator. You can't do, my point is, you can't do this job 
right. all on your own. Okay. If you're gonna wear 12 hats as a new agent, it's the f that's the quickest way to be part of the 88%, the 88% that fails by year four. No, but I do think that it's <clears throat> important for you to know the contracts or the forms and all yeah. that you do need so that you can then provide One. your transaction coordinator with what it is that they need and you not be so yeah. sort of. But you need help through that transaction. So, so you should know it in depth, but being a master never comes in year one of anything. So. Of anything? Yeah. I, are you a master? No, I'm still not a master. I'm still not a master. No, no, no. no. Uh, I don't even think you can use the word master anymore. It's primary. Uh -oh. Remember? We learned, <laughs> <laughs> we're not on a previous word. All right. Number four, losing touch with buyers and sellers. Okay. Do you, and I and I joke about this. I I still have my files like stacks and stacks from my all my open house sign ins from day one of being mm. in the business. And whenever I get anxious and feel like I don't have business, I just like I actually go all the way back yeah. and I start emailing. They should be in your in your CRM. Well, there should be right. they, there should lots of other things should be happening. Have a here here's a tip <laughs> off of that have a real crm even if it's an excel sheet from day one so you, so you don't have sheets all right mistake number five not asking to get involved uh learning early to prospect and generate leads will keep your pipeline full mm -hmm. of options you should be involved every single day you should be full time in this business i i had somebody uh We'll talk about open houses, yeah, assisting. Be, oh my God, I did I did open houses. I still do open houses every weekend. You're involved if you're full time. We had somebody that was inquiring about being on the team. And when we dug in, this is about a week ago, hmm. he said, um, yeah, I just want to try. I just want to try it, you know? And I said, this isn't the team for you. Uh, you want to try something? Go skydiving. And if you like it, maybe you do it a second time or a third time. Mm -hmm. You try things like that. Yeah. You don't try real estate. You dive in. Because the people that try it are, again, those people, 88%, that fail. Right. The people that commit to it actually uh, have a successful career in this business. Mm. Uh, number six, mistake, neglecting <clears throat> networking. Mm -hmm. Huge mistake. Mm -hmm. Definitely not a wreck. You love networking. Love networking. Especially at bars. Uh, anywhere. Mm -hmm. Can't do the bar thing anymore. No, but yeah. it's a All shame. Right. Neglecting networking, bad. That's in any business. Mm -hmm. uh, not viewing inventory, huge mistake. You're great at, you're probably the best on the team at this. Looking at your hot sheet every oh single God, day, knowing the local market, sheet. knowing what, you, I mean, you just rattle stuff off. That just came on the market, that just sold. Uh, that's a great house, you should see this. Every new agent, it's like a 10 minute thing know your hot sheet well but it's also like i feel like it's also like the 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 reason that i got into it too because like it's something that i enjoy but no i love my hot sheet number eight <laughs> might be one of the biggest rackets on here forgetting to take downtime <laughs> sure but everybody's different uh yeah. you gotta know your body you, you gotta rest you gotta sleep you, you gotta you know offset all the hard work but you're gonna have to work ridiculously hard uh, i'm sorry folks but you're gonna have to put in seven days a week every week possible in that first year. I, I, so I agree with you there. I, I think that what it probably should say instead of, you know, for, for instead of saying like, forget to take downtime. I think that where you will probably benefit the most is not from taking, you know, days or hours off, but maybe shutting off like social media. Like, I think if you can at least shut that down for a day or two, but still keep on doing your normal work, at least you're like sort of shutting off that, that, 
competition mm. or that that comparison thing because I think that that can be just as exhausting as working you know 8 a.m. until 8 p.m. you know if you're constantly seeing someone posting and if you notice a lot of these agents that are posting like sold like every day it's the same flipping house just a different room so like you also have to be like really realistic with what like what you're comparing yourself to so I think that would be the biggest biggest thing and both both of those last articles we referenced are Inman articles they're in the links uh, here if you're on YouTube wherever you're on and marketeer of the week we got a marketeer this week. I mean it's we do and it's it's sort of hokey but it is a I hokey. mean it obviously it's sparking some conversation and this is realtor mag the real estate debate over TV placement in a living room I have actually been on some showings Quite a bit of showings this year, Nicole. Yeah, I love it. And, I, and I've You're heard back, I, I've back heard, to the basics. Uh, I've heard buyers say, in a living room, especially the ones that are staged, mm-hmm. you don't see TVs a lot in staged mm-hmm. living rooms. Well, and it, and it talks about that in this article, and, and yep. it does. And they say, where would I put the TV? Right. And then if it's like got a lot of windows, you are starting to struggle. Like, where would the TV go? Right. And then it's starting to take their attention away. Like, does it have enough room? Am I going to be able to watch TV? What are my Sundays going to look like without a TV? Right. Oh my gosh, my wife set this house up so that I couldn't watch TV anymore. Right. <laughs> no, but right. It, you know, it's it is a uh, it is a good question. Now you said to me uh, when we were talking about this topic that a lot of people, you're you're a designer you've got social redesign go follow the social redesign maybe uh uh we can pop that up right here follow social redesign but you love design and you said people don't like tvs above the fireplace i'm 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 hearing more it's starting to trend away more and more of people not wanting their tvs above their fireplaces because i think that they very much want their fireplace to the fireplace to be the focal point Mm -hmm. not necessarily the tv and that's probably more of a new england thing that maybe yeah true because not many people do actually and and it's so funny that you say that because even um well it doesn't even matter i was just i remember being in texas and i'm like where's like your heat they're like we don't worry about heat down here like i was (laughs) like oh i'm like but anyway um yeah i mean a lot of people don't want the TV to be the focal point but again in my mind it's sort of clean and like I I don't mind the TV above the fireplace I think the biggest thing is is make sure it's not like the fireplace isn't too tall where then you're you know like really straining but again this article is really interesting because it is talking like you said about the staging aspect of it like is it is it important to have the TV is it not it even talks about if you have like too old of a television like maybe you should remove it Um, but again I'm with you and I'm I'm actually loving the fact that you're out with buyers and hearing it because I do think it's important I think I mean our goal as agents is to sort of take away all those questions so again if, if, if you keep on hearing these buyers coming through wondering where the TV goes, maybe it's time to figure out a like figure out a place that the TV can go and put it up so that there's not even a question about it anymore. And then another great point here is <clears throat> if the TV is outdated, many real estate pros suggest removing it because when you see a dated TV in a photo, you automatically think the house is dated. Right. So that's a marketing tip that I'm sure most of you guys are aware of at this point. And it's great advice. I'd rather go no TV mm-hmm. than a dated or a TV that's taking up too much room. Oh, have you seen? I think it's Samsung. Maybe Sam knows. Um, I've been Why, sort of. Why is his name Sam? Is that what you no, did there? No, I feel like maybe he's up and on, on. I think it's a Samsung, although I hear horrible things about Samsung, the brand and it's but um 
Wow. I, I've been seeing them a lot at at, at 66 High. Um, they're in like a like a frame. Like the TVs are yeah. now in a frame and you can actually like well, upload. Nicole, my wife Nicole so it's was like, talking about the same so thing. So it's yeah. like you could put like a photo in it. Yeah. So it's like art that's above the fireplace. Mm. It's beautiful. Um, Kenny has them. A couple of them in his unit. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. I mean, that would be amazing. I mean, they're not cheap. I think they're over $1,000. But it, it is something to think. I, I think still most people do want to have a large screen, whatever, TV, traditional, whatever, in their living room to some well, degree. Well, I think they want to make sure that their rooms are livable and yeah. lived in. Like, who wants a room that just sits there? Right. You know? I mean, then Unless it's just Unless you're just waste. a reader and you don't... Some people just don't watch TV. Yeah, maybe. But, you know. I mean, that's not at all me. Right. And no. I think most people probably would like a screen. So thinking about how you're going to position the screen in a staged home so that it takes the debate out of the buyer's mind. We can have the debate as real estate professionals, best way to do it. You don't want your buyers debating at the property whether they're gonna be able to watch TV. Because if you lose a so deal over, a, over a TV, yeah. man, that sucks. That would hurt. That's a, that's, a, that's a gut wrencher. All right, guys, keep it real. Thank you so much for enjoying the podcast. And hopefully if this- You're assuming any, they're enjoying it. Yeah, I'm assuming, mm -hmm. just assuming. If you made it this long, I'm certain you're <laughs> enjoying or you're just hitting the dislike button. But no, honestly, if you do enjoy it, please share this with somebody else. Share this with another agent that can get value from it. Hit the like button. Make sure you subscribe. And we'll see you guys next week. See ya.